Hello there, and welcome to the lights, the magic, behind the scenes of this thing that we love so much called Star Wars. Get ready, this is Pink Milk, and we're getting into industrial lights and magics and all of the razzle-dazzle-fizzle-fazzle from Light and Magic from Disney+. Plus. Get ready, it's time to drink up! And welcome to Pink Milk After Dark, your late night live stream where we talk Star Wars queerly. That's what we do on on YouTube anyhow, but this is a podcast and you are about to listen to a, a chunk of that very conversation from this past Friday's show where we dug into Light and Magic, the uh, behind-the-scenes documentary on the on the building of lights and magic from George's humble beginnings to the very humble beginnings of CG animation, all of those amazing things. It's a, it's a six-part documentary. It was great. And last Friday, we got into all of it. And that's what you're about to listen to. And after this conversation, we then went into uh, some of our queer inspirations, queer creativity and media and queer inspiration. It was a really, really fantastic conversation. If you're interested in that, that's going to be available still on YouTube. So head on over to Pink Milk Podcast on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already and listen to the whole conversation there. But enjoy what you're about to listen to, because it was a great conversation with myself, Emma, and Mark. Chase is on vacation, their last summer vacation, and uh, they'll be with us next week. I'm very, very, very excited. We had a lot of fun. Uh, Stim Queens were in full force, so here you go. Listen to it. If you ever want to watch us, we're on YouTube every Friday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to talk all things Star Wars and all things queer with that said enjoy this episode and i'll talk to you when it's over bye drink up emma i forgot you weren't here last weekend (laughs) what do you think of the new intro it's awesome right right yeah it just totally gets you in the mood too it's like (laughs) it gets kind of steamy right Oh, yeah. <laughs> TV. Let's do it. Come on. <laughs> Even though 
I realized after last week, and we had all of these lovely Steam Queens, like Chris and Al and Buck and Will, and Jared was in here, and Maddie. Maddie definitely showed their face for sure, so did Al. Hello, Wes. Um, as Hope mentioned, our Steam Queens are so gosh darn beautiful. Like, right? Oh, my God. Truly. It's like there we oh. clearly easily have the hottest like listeners ever. They were so oh beautiful. yeah. I'm like, oh, the steam room actually isn't even from the words they type. They're all just so hot that they like radiate yeah. so much heat that they're steaming cast. We got to meet Sakasti, who was oh my god. Oh adorable. yes, that was so cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was such a good time. We missed you last yeah. week, Emma. We missed you, but you know, you were here for the end. Yeah, that was great. Oh, yeah, we were here for almost all the Steam Queens. That was great. Yeah, yeah, no, I saw quite a few of them. Yep. It was awesome. It was awesome. Thank you again for 200 episodes. That's just like technical <laughs> difficulties and everything. But, you know, it's a live show. That's what happens. And we run with it and we go. And we have yeah. fun. The show must great. go on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Oh, I can't. I can't believe it. Also, thank you to everyone who's already joined our Patreon. Um, thank you, Casty, for finally giving me some sort of like phonetic spelling so I could figure out how to say it. So shout out to Casty again. <laughs> um, for all of you who have already signed up and, and help us out, if you have not done so yet, but you're interested, $5 a month is going to get you a Discord next Friday on August 5th. At least me. I don't know who else from After Dark is going to be able to make it, but we're going to do a watch party for Star Wars Lego Summer Vacation. Also, those of you that drink alcohol, get ready. We're going to have a, sh- a drinking game. So if you're coming to listen to the 204th episode, it's going to be an SS show because I'll already be drunk before the show even starts. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> Come with orange juice or Diet Coke, whatever you need. Um, see a Speedo, we're taking a shot. And uh, oh. it's it's a great special, right? Yeah. No spoilers, yes. but this yes, isn't a great um and if you're here now i'm going to give you a sneak peek this morning i got to interview the writer and the director of the lego star summer vacation so that will be hitting youtube this weekend at some point whenever i have the time to put that little thing together they were lovely they were fun um brian's been a busy bitch bitch. and like we have not one, not two, but three gigantic events going on in the office on top of all my regular work because we're a marketing team of three people. So it doesn't matter how busy we get. <laughs> There's only three people. <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, but they're really lovely. And um, I'm very proud of our little the interview. It's very pink milk. I don't know if they knew what to expect by the gave of the morning. I said, I'm going to be serious. And then it's going to go off the rails. Because that's <laughs> like perfect pink milk, right? And then, and then it went off the rails, and I was like, "Oh, this is great." That's this okay, super, as long as great. they had fun. Right? Yep, exactly. I think we had a good time. Yeah, Mark, how was your week, my friend? It was a week. <laughs> <laughs> it was a week, but it, it's it. I'm I'm tired, but yeah, you know, I'm here with a smile, with my mai tai, and I even have a straw this time. Oh, I went without a straw this week. I Okay, so I, I will take the sip with the straw when needed. Okay, there so. we go. There we go. And <laughs> Actually, I don't know if there's going to be anything needed today. I don't oh, know. We always find a way. <laughs> <laughs> 
I feel very beachy, so I have a little um, watermelon vodka action going on. Oh, okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Cool. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Indoor fans, I think you'll be excited for uh, next week's Lego Summer Vacation. I know I was. Yeah. Also, wait By the way, I noticed at the beginning of the first intro, there's a little Ewok sound mm-hmm. at the end. I didn't catch mm-hmm. last week. Oh. So. Yeah. Yub nub it up. Yeah, yeah. very much um, so. Em, how was your week? It was really good. Um, My supervisor is taking his much postponed honeymoon. Um, He's in Tahiti right now. So I'm in charge of everything. But that's fine. You always have been, dear. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. But no, it actually, it feels really good. It feels good to be handling everything because sometimes I worry that... There's not enough work for both of us, mm-hmm. and they'll they'll boot me, and then I'll have to live in a cardboard box behind Wendy's. We would never, <laughs> ever, ever no. let that happen. You might get free food though. <laughs> it's true. That yeah. is true. And you love a and you love a cheap gross burger and bad sodas, I, right? I do. I do mm-hmm. love a cheap burger. Yeah. <laughs> I am still very bummed that we did not get to take you to a Jack in the Box. I know. Next time. We got to make that happen next time. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Hi, Ted. Hello, hello. Uh, I'm very excited for today. So we're going to talk about um, Light and Magic. We're going to talk a little, the the special on Disney Plus now. So hopefully everyone's watched it. It's six really great episodes. Unless you're like me and episode one wouldn't work. So I can't see episode one because... It wasn't working on my thing. I'm saying what episode one wasn't working for you? Yeah, nope. Kept saying there was a problem. So I started loser episode error. two. What's that? Oh, that's too bad. Loser mm. error. Oh no. <laughs> it was the TFM who tried to still twenty something years later try to erase episode one from from canon. There we go. Right. I already did it. <laughs> So we're going to talk about light and magic, and then we're going to talk about our um, our queer inspirations and what drives queer creativity and all those fun things. I'm very excited for this little conversation. So Steam Queens, get ready to talk. Let's throw in the chat when asked about your uh, your favorite queer creators. I'm excited to find out about some of them. And also while you're here, if you want to smash that like button, subscribe to the channel. Ring my bell, because Laura knows yeah. it needs to be rang. And um, all of those things, right? I'm trying to get better at YouTube. Hello, Rick. All right. <laughs> Emma, overall impressions of Light and Magic? Uh, well, I've only seen the first episode. Okay. Because I'm, I'm a busy person. Because you're um, a boss bitch right now. What's that? You're right? a boss bitch right now. Yeah, you are. It's <laughs> true, I am. I am the boss bitch right now of my department. Yep. So I need, I need Keith here, so because I'm about to quote a little Khalees action. And uh, I'm a boss bitch. That's right. I'm the first one to scream on the track. My <laughs> name's tattooed on his arm because I'm a boss. Anyways. Oh. Very nice. Sorry, sorry. Ray <sighs> Skywalker to my Luke is here. Hello, Chase. <gasps> Hi. Chase says, hi, fam. Hi, Steam Queens. Can't wait to catch up on the stream when I fly home tomorrow. Love and miss you all. We Aww. miss you. Love you, Chase. We miss you. you so <laughs> this is like, wait, were you here? We've had like two, three weeks of like not all four of us. 
I know, right? Yeah. It yeah. weird. I know. You were here we, the week we'll, before, Mark, right? We'll be together again. <laughs> <laughs> next week. Next soon week, enough. Yes, yeah, soon all enough. All four of us will be around. <laughs> oh. All right. What were your overall thoughts, Em? Um, it was very interesting. I mean, I was thinking a lot about how much has changed in the past mm-hmm. four decades and like how much opportunity used to be available to people mm-hmm. that isn't anymore. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. even just like the one guy who was like, got to do like 16 million things. And I was like, save some for the rest of us. <laughs> Put down the ukulele. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh my God. But you know, and like, because I mean, it's, it's like there, there seems to have been sort of this explosion, like not just, I mean, like obviously like the industrial revolution at the turn of the century, but Mm -hmm. I feel like there was also an explosion of sort of like other, other things that humans could do that were like enabled by technology that a lot of people who got in on the ground floor, you know, in like, you know, like all going all the way back to like the 1900s, like, like till the, from the 1900s until like the 1980s, basically, it seemed like if you wanted to do something, you could just do it. And like there, I mean, obviously if you were white, I mean, yeah, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> but you know, it's like, if you were sort of like a, you know, not destitute white person, cis person, you know, living in a major urban area, you could yeah. do all kinds of things that were not that are not seen as valid life trajectories mm-hmm. now. Yep. A hundred percent. I will say there was not enough Ben Burt. Was there Ben Burt at all anywhere? I don't know if there was. Someone in the Maybe I haven't gotten to that yet. Wrong. Yeah. yeah no, I, I saw the whole, I saw yeah. all of it, minus episode one. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, there's that. Yeah, real quick, real quick. Um both Al and Teddy here. I know. Emma's the no, only I'm one who saying... hasn't sang this episode, and we're only like 10 minutes in. Teddy, M should sing party. Hashtag M should no, sing party. I'm, I'm not singing. I, I, don't, I, I can't sing. Um, Girl, you've heard my voice. Doesn't stop me. No, I'm not. Mark <laughs> is the only sing. singer here. Or maybe Chase. Chase hasn't sang either. Chase we... wants to do a whole musical episode. I'm kind of here for the that. The only time... Oh, no. I'm sure Chase has a beautiful voice, but like... I'm sure. It could be like No, Buffy. no, no. The only, the only times that I really... That, the only things that I really sing about is I do like Marshall Erickson like songs about just doing random things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or I sing to it. my cats. That's good. You should sing to your cats. You should. Uh, Mark, how about you? What were your overall thoughts? So having seen the panel at Celebration, and I'm only two episodes in, and I keep hearing a lot of good things about episode three, right? And there was just no time to do it. I would love to have seen it all. But um, again, the panel alone already had inspired me, right? Um, I loved seeing what they did so far. You know, the fact that, like, they didn't have anything to make any of this happen but they made it possible themselves right mm-hmm. you know I, I like another thing and that you mentioned i think just in general and i'm gonna use madonna as a reference we're gonna bring madonna in boom just think about the fact of like in. her showing up in new york 
to do what she needed to with nothing. And then building that little by little by little by little with work, with time, with effort, right? Yeah. I, I mean, it just seems like there was a lot of that in like this, the late 70s, right? I mean, you could just show up to a big city like that, bring your talent, be connected to the right people. And the next thing you know, word gets out and you're in the middle of this huge storm and people starting to get to know your name and things are being done that are going to like set the course of like music or movies or whatever for the next forever (laughs) so to speak you know and and i i don't know that i necessarily see that now that not that there aren't people that are creative who are out there doing their thing i think we see it in just other forms in other ways in other media but it's different right yep but to me it was just so interesting that whole idea of like showing up with nothing but maybe the clothes off your back and just a bag and the rest was history right yep um it's just amazing to me to see that it's like how could that happen how did these the stars align for these things um Mm -hmm. to make this next part possible right you know um and the same thing again you think about like uh think about uh technology then too all the the folks that worked to create um say your apples your microsoft that started off in their garage you know they did the same thing too they they were passionate about this thing and people may have made fun of them they called them geeks they called them nerds you're never gonna go anywhere and they just kept at it and kept at it and kept at it and the next thing you know they're millionaires everybody yep. knows <laughs> so that's yep. this is what what i've been thinking a lot about as i've been watching this that's um amazing. and I'm, i can't wait to see the rest of it because i keep hearing so many good things and again it's a it's, it's like it's like the making of or like the uh, the beginning of the thing that we love, how this came about, right? You know, and, and and it also gives you that extra little added push of like, you don't always have to have everything fall perfectly in line. You're going to fall on your face. Yep. You're going to make mistakes. And sometimes it might completely blow up. And then on the other end of it, when all is said and done, it's like you come up with this thing that you think may not be all that perfect that everybody else is like, I love this. Mm-hmm. This inspires me. And it has just continued to pay forward from there. Yep. So, yeah. I don't have much to say about it. I really, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to you seeing, I think it was chapter five, uh, morphing, I think it was called, but it was kind mm. of how you said that um, there isn't the same kind of creativity anymore. And that ep- that that episode kind of <clears throat> tackles that whole concept. It, it was really, really interesting. And like a little bit of the rift that started to happen uh, between the model, like the model room, whatever, like the model mm-hmm. people versus the uh, CG people. It was really, really mm-hmm. interesting. Um, yeah, it was really interesting. Yeah. Um, I love what some people are saying in here. Uh Alan says, imagine building models and sets when Superglue was brand new. Like, Right. That was so, so great. <laughs> so much stuff. Um, Jared here says, the sheer, Greek heat, the sheer audacity to be like, yeah, I can make that happen. With just ingenuity and gumption is damn inspiring. 100%. And our friend right there completely understands that as a small business owner himself and running yeah like good right. for you dude good right. for you you're because you're making it all happen i know it's tough but like we see you and we see what you go through and the fact that you get in there and do it every day so yep yeah yep good for you because yeah lord knows it's 
Not easy. Uh, our friend Rick here, Lawrence Kasdan, has said he wanted to tell a narrative about the people that made up ILM and how this ragtag group put their talents together to become a whole. It's a found family kind of story. 100%. That was really, really it totally beautiful. is, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was really beautiful. It made me think, I'm going to read, I'm going to, let me see what my note was. At some point during this, I started thinking about queerness. And it was George Lucas said something at one point in time when a new, and I don't remember what episode or where exactly it happens. So, you know, welcome to Pink Milk. This is how we always run. Uh, <laughs> but George had said something when things weren't looking good. He, he kept getting rejected after uh, rejection after rejection after rejection after rejection after American Graffiti's success. And he was trying to make Star Wars. And it was right, it was before he brought in Ralph McQuarrie to, in his words, a picture can, you know, says a thousand words kind of thing, right? And instead of being beaten up by it, George said, when I set my mind on something, I don't let anything stop me. And I think about, I've, it's been no secret. I love George Lucas, like, so much. He is like, inspired me to no end, like, outside of just Star Wars. Like, his energy and his attitude has inspired me. And we do talk about this a lot. I think I've been speaking to it a lot lately. But being a little bit older as a queer person and seeing things mostly on Twitter sometimes, like I, from younger younger queer kids, I hear a lot of, um, and some younger people aren't going to like this because they like to say how privileged we all are, but I hear them speaking from so much privilege about what it's like right now to be a queer person. And we're about to enter possibly an incredibly scary time again. So I hope right now, younger queer people who have found themselves in a situation that it is easier to be queer, because Lord knows that's not the story everywhere. But if you're, we didn't have that luxury. And it looks like that luxury is being threatened yet again. So if you're on Twitter and you're younger thinking how great it is for you, it's time to start looking back and listen to some stories because you're going to, we might have a fight in front of us, but I remember hearing George's attitude about those kinds of things when I was coming out and getting spit on and having police officers threaten to arrest me because I was shouting back at anti queer protesters during pride or when I was going to be fired because I snapped back at a line cook for calling me a faggot. And I was like, excuse me, trigger warning for that. I'm sorry. But like, yell. and then I was one who got in trouble. That person didn't do anything and to be fired and all those things that happened. And there was no recourse. There was literally no recourse for us. And this was at a time when it was already light years above what people from the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s had to deal with. Yeah. And... I had George Lucas in the back of my mind all the time and that rebel spirit that he had of nothing is going to stop me. And I used to, and I was like, you know what? I'm gay. You know, I, the word queer wasn't even really around then. Like that was a total like slur back then. So I never called myself queer. I was gay. And I'm like, I'm gay. There's no one going to stop me. I don't really care if you say that I'm ruining society, if I'm a disease spreader, I'm ruining the moral fabric of America. Like I'm gay and I'm not going anywhere and you're not going to stop me. And I love George Lucas for that because I think he made me a much stronger person and mm. I can be fun and all those things. But like, I'm also a little bit of like, 
an fu punk i've got like i'm short i've got a little napoleon complex in me like i've got like i've got a <laughs> i know nothing of what you're talking about Brian, at all no but like this was definitely not reflected in the way you picked a fight with me today about madonna music <laughs> i don't think i helped that any either uh, yeah so. i was gonna say the I dude know. right down there is the one that started it let's just be clear but also mdna sucks that's a terrible crash <laughs> Mm. Okay, which is worse, hard candy or MDNA? Oh, I like hard candy. I like hard. It's a. It's. <laughs> it, it does I'm with hold, you on the. Yeah, but no. It doesn't oh. hold up super well. M did tell me she's going to come today with a post-it. <laughs> Better break hard out candy, the post-it. Hard candy. Is, I didn't have time to make one, but hard candy. It'll be here great. next week. Oh, Chris, get out. Get out. MDNA is awesome. Justice for falling free. <laughs> Justice for falling free. <laughs> you know, I love me some Donners. I'm not going to lie. But yeah. I don't want to hear Donners get heartfelt and serious. Like, don't give me this, like, nope, nope. Give me dirty sex bangers. That's in pop. I don't. I, okay, I get that because it's like I have the hardest time with Live the Tell. Right. Yeah. I just I can't. I can't. Yeah, I'm that. not a huge fan but, of Lucas. But I get either. I get how important that was for her to have that song, oh. right? Because yeah. you know, but then again, and I, I'm gonna circle back and bring this all back because talk about and she's not necessarily <laughs> queer, but talk about an artist that has inspired us. This and, is true, like, oh. and really has been there for us, right? Oh, she doesn't yeah. have to be queer to give us Oh, she's uh, queer. Well, I she's was just gonna say I wouldn't even one. put a label on Madonna. Because yeah, no. she's everything. I used right? to call her heterosexual because she's she's straight in theory, but not in practice. Exactly, exactly. And so that just the fact that she's somebody like that inspires us, right? Yeah. There you go. Just the fact that somebody like that inspires us with their music, the way they do things, the way that they control their career and trajectory. It's, it's important amazing. to see people like that, right? Because yeah. you you look at that person, you're like. Talk about that is the epitome of a boss bitch right there from like Mark. the top on down. <laughs> you have skip skip after the stream. If you're awake enough, skip to chapter five. Like, I don't think this is okay. a story you necessarily need to see like yeah. in, in sequential in order. order. Yeah. We, yeah. we at least know the story well enough. Right. And yeah. Oh my God. Someone in the chat, remind me of her name. The lady that went from, the like she was a model maker she started with um with willow did all the ma- that amazing willow transformation when when i don't remember these characters names you know the witch lady and she's morphing into all those animals she did that and oh, she yeah, yeah, yeah. was the one yeah. who had the foresight to see Brazil. That she the, oh, what yeah the she had to move and learn how to do computer work and she was getting shaped from her old friends. I can't friends see that. Oh. I was like, talk about a boss taking control of their future. I was like, you yeah, like, you just, good. You yep. just have to, right? I mean, and, and I love that. So yep. I, I, I absolutely love seeing those things. Because you know what? Like I said, it's not, oh, it doesn't exist. Well, then I guess we got to yeah. make it happen. You know, yep. it's, like, it's as simple oh my God. as that. Someone yeah. said there is a great line in this, too. And again, you know, whatever. If you listen to the show, you know, we can't, I can't even remember characters' names half the time. So don't really don't expect me to remember these real people. But there was like the computer person, and George at the start during Empire Strikes Back was like, we need to get to digital mo- filmmaking in 1979. 
1979 and understood the future <sighs> way before anyone else did, right? Yeah. So he went and looked for all of this stuff, right? And the guy was like, good for George Lucas, because not only did he recognize it, he put the money behind it. Yeah. I was like, dude, yep. I just, yep. I, I love George Lucas and I loved the beginning. Oh, yeah. Well, Juan- that was when. That was one moment during there was actually a moment during the first episode. It's funny that you would bring that up because I know you didn't see episode one, but like the first episode, like literally a guy says like we were too stupid to know it couldn't be done. Basically, it's like we were too dumb to realize that like people would tell us no, like you can't have the resources for this. So we just went ahead and did it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I like I love that so yeah. much. It's like, but again, yeah. yeah. Sorry. I no, I mean, it, it, I'm like, Ooh. yeah, yeah. It's just in general, just that. I mean, the fact that look at how everything that's happened since then, and I love that they're putting this story back out there to inspire people because, literally, when I was watching it at, at Celebration, and uh, most of the, the the group that I went with all thought the same thing. We walked away and like, there are new people here who are going to go out and want to make films or make things happen. And then there's going to be the young kid that sees this mm-hmm. and is completely inspired. And like the, the, the direction their life goes in is going to be all about this in film. You know, nope. I mean, I was just so amazed at some of these folks who were super young back when that technology didn't exist, but they were like inspired by Harryhausen mm-hmm. and all the other yeah. like people of that time period. And they were making home movies. That I'm like, oh, this kid he always knew or this yep. person always knew, right. They absolutely always knew what they were going to do. Mm-hmm. It, they, they weren't there yet, but like that instance, those movies, these things that we see here is what made it all possible. Right. And to think yep. that all those little, like all those little instances eventually lead to like seeing dinosaurs in Jurassic park or whatever it may yeah. be that amazes us over the years. I mean, that's just, it's wonderful. Yep. I love yep. film. I've loved film since I was a kid. I wish I would have been able to do a little more with all of it than I did. You know, even though I went to film school for like a hot minute and everything. But um, these folks, yep. I'm looking at them and the way that they, they, they went into it and like they didn't stop. Like even George Lucas was saying, it's like you just don't stop. You just don't keep going, up. right? Yep. You absolutely just keep going. Um, oh, like yeah, some of these wonderful. people, for them, like creating and engineering things is like falling off a log. Like I know someone like that in real life. Like mm-hmm. I, I had a colleague at work for a while who – like we would all talk about what we did on the weekend and she'd be like, Oh yeah. Um, I was trying to practice my drums, but then I got really worried that my, that I was being too loud for my downstairs neighbor. So I went into the alley and there were some old pallets and I took the wood from the pallets and I made a sound dampening platform for my drum. And I'm like, yep. you're going somewhere. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yep. But by the way, she I want to bring. She ended up huh? designing a machine that we sell for literally a hundred thousand dollars. Oh my god! Look at that. See, but th- th- okay, I'm going to follow it up with that M and like this with uh, Wes is saying about this moment yep. right here. It's yeah. literally Doc Brown hitting his head and seeing the flux capacitor. Mm-hmm. I it, like it's that's exactly what it is. Those instances, George getting hurt. He he sees this other part. Right? They yep. wake up from whatever a, a, a horrible event or a good event, whatever it may be. And then yep. it just just launches you into this other direction, and, you know, and, and there you go. Yeah. 
Yep. Beautiful. Hey, yeah, it's just like some people, they just can't help it. Like so many of these people's stories, you know, where they were taught, where you get to see examples of the special effects they were making in movies as children, as teenagers. Right. So incredible. Yep. <laughs> you know, I think about, um, Mark, you were saying in how this ragtag group of people just didn't know any better and no one's going to stop them from doing it. They're going to figure it out. Right. Again, this whole story to me, like, you know what, here we go. I'm just going to say it. This is the gayest Star Wars has ever been. I got to say it as many episodes <laughs> as I can, but like, it felt like such a queer story of fine. You're going to tell me I can't have a relationship. You're going to tell me that I'm not v- valid. I'm going to go make up my own rules. Then I don't want your institution. Like I have no interest. And I know there are queer people out there today who feel uncomfortable and don't want to get married like legally because they were like so removed from that institution mm-hmm. that they actually don't want a part of it. And I can mm-hmm. totally respect that. I am married. I do have those things, but let me tell you, I don't fall on that institution institutionalized idea of what a relationship is supposed to look like. I have no interest in that life. You told me I didn't want it. So I built my own and I like mine a lot better. Like mm-hmm. it's the truth, you know? And I, I think about when I was younger, I wanted to go to film school too. That's what I wanted to do. You know, I think every one of us that loves Star Wars so much from our kids probably wanted to make films, right? And I am definitely someone who doesn't stop. And I don't, like, I say this and not in an arrogant sort of way. Hopefully it doesn't come across that way. But, like, I have never failed at anything I really put my mind to. Like, I haven't. And I'm really proud of that because I get rejected. I fail. I fall down. I do all those things. But when I make up my mind that I want something, I do not stop until I get there. And I have gotten to every single thing that I wanted. And I think to myself, like, when I wanted to make movies, I wanted to share my story. I think I, like, back then, I don't think I had all the pieces there. But I think I want to talk about being gay and being different and doing all of those things. And life would progress where... Honestly, I think being gay in a way stopped me from so many things and not because I was gay stopped me from getting there. I had to put all of my energy and all of my resources into the life that I have now. I had to start fighting for to be able to get married. I had to start fighting for the ability to adopt children. I had to start fighting just to be recognized as a full human being. And I took that stuff very seriously back then. And it's another moment of like, I don't feel like I failed. I have the greatest partner in the entire world. He is my person. I am so lucky. I know my relationship with Tom is like one in a million. Like we are just like meant to be together. And I feel so fortunate for that. My three children are wonderful. Hopefully you don't hear them downstairs because we literally just had the greatest dinner of our entire life. It was so much fun. We were laughing. It was great, right? I actually loved hearing all the chaos before you hopped okay. onto the microphone. I was like, listen to all that. Listen to all that energy. It was so oh much my God. fun. That's um, so good. But I think about those kinds of things, you know, like, and then, and then when I was 40 and how here we are almost three years into it, Nick asked how old I was in 1979. By the end of it, my friend, I was seven months old. (laughs) But I think about all I want to do is share my story, right? Look what I get to do now. I get to share my story two times a week with people who I don't know. But I'm building relationships with all these people and I get to share a story. And I'm like, oh, my God, I feel like I made it. I feel like I like little, little, little Brian is getting to do those things he wanted to. Maybe it doesn't look the same way as I thought it would back then. I'm telling you, I just don't feel like I fail at anything. And I, I, I try to instill that in my children. I'm like, you will not fail at anything if you don't let yourself fail. 
it might not look exactly the same way you thought it might when it started. And it doesn't mean it's going to be easy. And it doesn't mean you're going to get to it right away. It doesn't mean you're going to get rejected. But if you want it, you will keep fighting for it. And if you decide not to fight for something, that's okay. Because it probably means you don't want it enough. And if you want something enough, you will keep going. You know, and that's all of those people are that. They were that. They wanted it bad enough. And they just kept going. And it's so inspiring. Yeah. I just have to say thank you, Brian, because... I mean, for me, it is, it's great to hear those words, right? Because mm-hmm. I, I actively try to keep doing that, right? It doesn't always have to come out the way you want it to. Failure doesn't mean, oh, it came out the A to B, the C, like, little plan that you had. It came out different, but you still got there, right? Right? Yep. But it's just there are other people in my life that I love, and I, I think it's just a little sharing about me in general, and I'm not going to name names. There are other people in my life, people that are really important to me that I absolutely love that I wish would have had that their whole lives and even until now because the fact that they don't and they give up so easily makes it so hard for the other people around them. Mm. And, and 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 not that I'm saying that it's you know it's all that's all to blame, but it's just so hard when it's always always looking so bad or always so looking so negative and you don't have at least some positivity mm. in there, you know. It just really, really, really makes it tough to be around. But you know, that being said, nobody's yeah. perfect, and we all learn that part of ourselves on the journey, and we all get there. We all do it our own way, right? So mm-hmm. I don't want to seem like I'm putting anybody down. So that's not that. I'm just talking more about my experience with like certain people that are important. No, I remember working with this person a long time ago, and literally, she was a nice person, and she was stuck in this like negative zone and everything or nothing worked out nothing was good enough her friends were da, da, da. i was like and i look i'm like like yeah i think this is a uh we're gonna go ahead and not oop, let these people and we're getting some jerks up in here oops sorry <laughs> um oh, i don't know God. how to stop this how do i get these people out of here <laughs> Uh-oh, we need hope. Yeah, where's hope? Hope, hope climb down from the mountains. <laughs> oh, sorry, you steam queens. It happens. Oh. I see it happen with some of the other uh. shows. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> sorry, steam queens. <laughs> Sorry to everyone listening to this later or on the podcast. It's, it's like, fine. What's going Just on? cut it out or something. Oh. It's fine. Okay. But mm-hmm. that is the flavor, and that is improvisation, and that is what happens during the <laughs> live, live show. Mm-hmm. We yeah, also, so, for you the record, be I do LuPone. want to be here, and I'm just listening very carefully to what my, <laughs> my co-hosts are saying. Yeah. So if I ever look glassy-eyed, it's just because I'm focusing on what's coming in through my ears. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so i had this this co-worker that all she saw were like like everything was bad her friends were bad and i was like but girl like that's you you're attracting that you're looking for the negative and maybe right now in your life there's a lot of doom and gloom i'm not trying to take that away from you but if you look for the positives it will be there and once you find one you'll find another you'll find another that's something that like more than anything i've learned from my children you know, I know where they came from and like, oh God, this is very distracting. Um, 
Bryna, who's Bryna? You can call me Bryna. That's fine. It's fine. It's, fine. Um, it's your alter ego. Yeah. Hold, please. I don't remember how to do this, but I'm going to figure it out. Oh. It's fine. Um, yeah, keep going for a minute. Yeah, um, yeah tell going, what what was your favorite why. moment that you've seen so far, M? My favorite moment that I've seen so far, I think getting to see the actual clips of World War II footage that George wanted the the effects people to draw inspiration from. Because like some of those collisions and explosions, I was like, oh, that's why they're in there. You know, because that's mm-hmm. what that's what George wanted. Um and here, do you just wanna Keep going. I got it. You got it? Okay. Yeah, I'm going to figure this out. Um, I was going to suggest we just remove it. Anyway. Um, so, um, yeah. So, that was that was one of my favorite things. Because sometimes... Because, like, I had this really acute feeling of some... Sometimes I find, like, battle scenes and stuff like that go on for too long in films. And I just get bored. And I'm like, this has gone on for like 20 seconds too long. Mm-hmm. But I think like understanding that like someone said like, hey, I want you to put this in here. And someone else was like, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> it kind of, it helps it make more sense to me. It does. No, a hundred percent. Mark, how about you? I'm a little preoccupied, preoccupied at the moment, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what, what were we, uh, were we talking about now? What are, uh, what was like your favorite moment you've seen? Oh, so, so far, far. I mean, just yeah. in general, it is, I think again, it's just seeing these young folks and like the things that they were creating when they were super young, that was just amazing. That really, I found super inspiring. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, ultimately is like what I really, really love. So yeah, I mean, it just seeing that in general just makes me feel inspired. So Um, that's awesome. One of the other things that I wanted to bring up was um, the way that George like literally says that all film is special effects. Oh, like in kinetic and movement and boom. Oh, that was good. And like that was just so much to chew on. And it's like it gets you thinking about, you know, this visual medium and how the way that we create like just 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 creating an image, like just taking an image of something that's actually happening right in front of you. Mm-hmm. that is a technological marvel in itself. And then you add on top of that all the other things that you can do to manipulate that image or to make it more vivid or and like the way that it adds so much to the story. Like you can talk about, you know, you can sort of do like a media analysis of like visual choices or choices of effects that mm-hmm like convey something about the story that's being told on screen. 
And I was thinking about, you know, like we've been doing like people have been doing special effects in images for as long as there's been still images like with the what what were they called again uh the the fairies the fairy hoax that those little that those little girls did in england oh yeah 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 yeah. you know like back at the turn of the century and like they fooled like arthur conan doyle and like (laughs) Like there were like prominent public figures that went hard for these girls telling the truth, you know, when all they did was they took paper cutouts and drawings of fairies that they had made and physically like cut them out and put them on branches and flowers and stuff and then posed with them in pictures and people were fooled. No, like that's like, yeah, he mentioned something in one of the other episodes about like the the suits during A New Hope wanted to take out the entire Death Star run, the trench Mm -hmm. run, because the movie was over. They rescued the princess and like it should have been done. Mm -hmm. And he was like, no, the whole movie was building towards the chase. And he was like, the film's about kinetic energy. (laughs) He was like, doesn't matter about the story. Doesn't matter about special effects. It's the chase. And it's the very first silent films were about running and you have to build to it. It was like, Mm -hmm. I love that. And in that, in, I guess it was the second episode. Um, uh, I guess it was the, uh, the second episode, first episode for me, I think it was when Ron Howard was in there and we've all heard people who like to say George Lucas is a terrible director and he's not an actor's director and all of the stuff yet look at Star Wars. Like, I don't like that anyways. <laughs> but lately we've had oh, uh, Ewan McGregor coming out and saying how much he loved doing the prequels. It was challenging, but George was pushing technology and no one else is doing what they were doing. They all understood that. So mm-hmm. here we've got the actor in the room saying he loved it. It was hard. And all of us out here who have no idea about anything that they're doing over there saying how terrible it must have been for them, but like speaking for them. Ron Howard was going on talking about how George was an interesting director because he gave, like he built the world for you. And there was people like like the special effects people. Thank you, Mark. Uh, special effects people who were so inspired by George because you could just see it in his eyes. Like he saw it and he was, he himself was very, very, very inspiring. So it was amazing. And I think that's one of the things that um, for me, I think has been my, my most favorite part of this whole like shows like really was just the celebration of kind of Lucasfilm and a little bit of a middle finger up and celebrating the people behind star Wars who don't get the credit they deserve anymore. Um, and someone like George who let's face it, like I just feel like he gets a lot of hate, <laughs> not going to lie. And it's always unnecessary. Um, we're all good. Hope we're all good. There's just some, yeah, thank you. Hope we're good. There's some jerks up in here. It's a little distracting, but we're back on track. We're back on track. Mark, you had get the straw. We can do it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh. <clears throat> anyway. um, yeah. Again, sorry, podcast listeners. There was just some trolls up in the steam room. And, you know, 
sometimes you're in a dark steam room some people enclosed some not sometimes trolley people come up who you know exactly a little lecherous but we're all good with it we're all good with it indeed um we'll see yeah i think i just like this show felt very queer to me like in its rebellious spirit and i think that we talk about how gay star wars is all the time well that energy is built into star wars uh and that to me is a very queer like chaos energy you know oh ben is here hi ben oh we love you ben love you sweetheart Thank you. If uh, y'all didn't see last week's 200th episode, <laughs> scroll towards the last like 20 minutes and exactly. or go to Ben is the worst on Twitter and find the uh, video they tweeted. Maybe you could retweet it, Ben. Um, it was the greatest thing ever because Ben completely pulled one over us on, on us all, and it exactly. was hilarious. Our condensation <laughs> it was empress. Awesome. Our <laughs> condensation <laughs> empress. It was I- iconic. Also, Ben's ranking of Star Wars movies is the best ranking yes, that has Hope, ever existed. We're good, Hope. Thank yeah. you, honey. True. Um, yeah, that's great. It's great. Took us um, a little bit, but we got there. <laughs> we did. All right. Yeah, no, I think I, I, yeah, I appreciate this whole thing. I just think it's, it's, yeah. I hope it's speaking to the future of Lucasfilm. Like I've been saying it for a little while. We had a whole episode on what's going on at Lucasfilm. Like mm-hmm. I feel this rebellious spirit getting back in Lucasfilm. I really do. Like yeah, from yeah. Star Wars Twitter, whoever that social media manager is running Star Wars Twitter, like they're doing great. Like, honestly, like, I don't know if it's someone new. I don't feel like it's someone new. It's probably the same person who was told they couldn't do certain things and just got fed up being told they couldn't do certain things. <laughs> and they're doing it anyways. Like that is the energy I'm getting. And like motherfucking hell. Yes. Excuse my language. But that is like, that is what this whole documentary celebrates is you're going to tell me, no, I don't really care. I'm going to do it anyways. Like that was yeah. the whole, that is LFL. That is who they are. That is who yeah. they are. Right down to Kathleen Kennedy. God, I love you, my shoulder pad wearing queen. Like the forces female, like that she had ever at the beginning. People are like, bah, bah, all the red laser eyeball things. Like, no, there were people out there being told for 35, 40 years that it wasn't for them. And she was going to go shove it in their face that it was for them. And good for fucking her. Us yep. dudes had Star Wars for a really long time. We can't handle a few t shirts for a couple years. Give me a break. Good for you. Go do it again. <laughs> Do it again. Bring them back. <laughs> Maybe K- KK start wearing forces queer. The forces mm. queer. Like, oh, st- people start wearing the forces dribble up queer and die. Space is gay. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Yes, hundred percent. I love it. Like it we established great. at celebration. Remember when I made yep. my point and Brian was like, "I guess we just proved that all of Star Wars is." Gay. <laughs> yep, hundred percent. Love it. That love happened. It, love it. Yeah, I think I think this light magic is fantastic, and I can't wait for the two of you to finish them. Yeah, uh, I'm really looking Queens. forward to it. Definitely. Yep, Steam Queens. If you haven't watched it yet, make sure you give it give it a watch. It's great. Um, I'm pretty open. Like, I don't always watch a ton of behind the scenes things right away, just because for me, I want to live in the world the way I always look at Star Wars, and we've expressed here on the show as I look at it as like real and it really happened and this is just a telling of what happened and i like to view it that way and so i need to process and let it sink in and then i like the behind the scenes stuff because it is fascinating but it also doesn't make it any less real to me but you know it is what it is it's great um let's move on to 
like queer creators that inspire us? What do we think um, drives queer people in an artistic world? If if y'all haven't listened yet, I interviewed Adam Graphite, who yes is one of my favorite illustrators. He's so amazing. It's hot. Don't look at it at work. Or two, I guess it depends where you work. But uh, I loved one of the things he said. He's probably, he's around our age, Mark. Somewhere in there, I'm going to guess. And I've never heard anyone say something like this before. But he said that he sometimes gets worried about the more equality that queer people get. He's worried about its effects on art. And he was like, Mm -hmm. queer people drive art, always have. And so many of us artists dig through pain and trauma and that's how we like figure stuff out and what are we going to draw from if we're too equal and it's amazing (laughs) it's like but i mark and i have had these kinds of conversations before we've had them here like i'm so happy how far we've come don't get me wrong and again we still got a long way to go but i also kind of miss a little bit of the secret club that we once were like it's this really weird it's weird and it probably doesn't make any sense. And you know, there's going to be people on the other side who are going to use that against us. Like all you did was cry about and complain that you want to be treated equal. And now it's not good. But, you know, that's what people are going to say, but like, it is yeah. weird. I kind of miss it. Like, yeah. I and I'm, I'm will, I will Hi, go Daddy. as far as to say, look at, look at these folks in the infancy of ILM. They were cool before it was cool to be cool in that in that, <laughs> that industry, right? It's and you know, true. It's like, and now it's like there's so many people like that, which is amazing, right? Even though, mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of these oh, effects yeah. houses get work to the bone putting these projects out. You know, shout out to all those people who never see home all week long just to make sure we get our Loki episode every week yeah. or whatever it may be, right? Oh, these folks in put the in there what's in tears, right? Yeah. In the yeah. first episode, like no fewer than three people literally say, like, I was a loser nerd. Yeah. Yep. And now they're like three of the coolest people who ever lived. <laughs> Can I also say, um, 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 oh god, Joe Johnston. He looked really hot in this. I was like, "Oh, daddy, <laughs> yeah." I, wow. I look so well. I mean, look, I, I gotta say, it, the long hair, the beards, and all that stuff. Like, there was like, "Hello, you can play with." Also, you, you can play with my step motion figure. <laughs> <laughs> Except for, don't make it stop. Um, <laughs> I there's a scene in the morphing episode, which Mark, you really have to watch because literally, like everything yeah. you're saying tonight, I, I you're just gonna really connect with that. That okay. specific episode. Like, okay. it's like literally everything you're saying is all like baked right in there, right? Yeah. There's a scene. They're talking about Terminator 2. Nice. And uh, Robert Patrick is his name, right? That was the T1000. Yes. Who, yes. Liquid I Metal think, Dude. Yeah. Okay. Was yeah. a bit of a sexual awakening for me. I'm not going to lie. Man in <laughs> uniform. Also, like, is he going to kill me after he has sex with me? Like, exactly. You know, we you all know. That really like, big. Penetrative arm at one point. We know I like that. <laughs> Anyways, true. we learn there's a scene where we get to see him in his tidy whities as they're like looking, studying how he walks. And I'm just like, oh my God, it's the sexual awakening all over again because now I also get my tidy whitey fetish on my one of my first crushes all in one thing. And at Star Wars, like, could this be any more perfect? I don't think so.
I'm back. I hope you had a fantastic time listening to that Star Wars conversation. If you did and you want to hear us go all queer and all crazy in our, our conversation of queerness and creativity, head on over to YouTube and, and watch it there. Watch us live. Or come join us on a Friday night. That would be even better. Where, we, uh, where we're here every Friday at 9.30 Eastern Standard Time right there on YouTube at Pink Milk Podcast. It's always a great time. The Steam Queens. The people in the chat room, they're the greatest ever, and um, it's a really, really, really good time. I'm, I'm telling you, if you're not out drinking, hang out with us, have a drink with us, just like we do every Friday. I hope to see you there. It's a great time. I said it at the top of this, but I want to mention it here as well. We did launch a Patreon, and the support we've gotten so far is amazing. If that's something you're interested in doing and can't afford to do so, Five bucks a month is going to get you a Discord, which is already popping. Show suggestions once a month. We're going to start doing commentaries in August. We're going to go through all of the movies, eventually the shows. As long as Pink Milk is going, there's going to be commentaries to talk about. And uh, we'll bring those to you for our patrons on Patreon. And if you have not subscribed to Pink Milk on YouTube, please do that. I'm launching more videos with just myself. We're going to have a Kiki, you, me, the screen, kicking it up, talking Star Wars news, recaps, all that kind of stuff. It's things that we don't exactly do on the channel uh, or on the podcast or on a live stream. I'll do there in YouTube videos. So can't get enough pink milk, right? Right? Does your body good. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much. Uh, follow me and the show at Serving Pink Milk on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. Join our Queer Spaces app. Head on over to your iPhone. Go to the App Store. Download Queer Spaces and find Pink Milk in there and a whole lot of other wonderful things. Follow Emma, Mark. Their their handles are there in the show notes below. And until next week, drink up.